All right. Hello and welcome to the Indie Spotlight. Tonight we have a special guest, a good friend of mine, uh, Susan Kell. Hello, Susan. Um, Susan is from Attica, New York, and she's an indie filmmaker, uh, recently graduated Fredonia. Yeah. And um, some of her most recent work include Circadia, um, Sound, or uh, Sunday Morning, One More Book, and her most recent piece, Bound by Spring, which I actually got to see in the Cinema, cinema Alternatives um, showing, which was great. I loved it. One of one of my favorite pieces. I mean, that was a great, um, just little uh, screening that you guys did, and it was it was great seeing everyone's work. Yeah. I mean, that was that was the big thing, you know, seeing yeah. your. I mean, for us, you know, unfortunately with COVID, we had it. We had to do it online, but I still feel it's held together the um yeah same kind of um power that uh seeing it in person would be but uh how you been i've been good i um it's been a bit weird you know post-grad i didn't really know what to expect especially with covid so i haven't been as active filmmaking wise as i would have liked to be but um you know i'm still trying to do stuff here and there so just getting used to the new normal i guess yeah um, no for sure i mean yeah. i i mean what is it like four months now we're doing this and yeah. it's never i mean i remember when they were telling us it was two weeks so i know i know i feel like it could have been two weeks could have been two maybe i don't know we we i don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe if everybody wore their masks yeah yeah good. <laughs> but yeah no unfortunately there's been a lot of productions that have just been shut down um yeah i know and it just it stinks i mean you know as any filmmakers we could still you know we're used to doing a lot of running gunning and doing a lot of i know i know you know this just doing a lot of it on your own i mean yeah i mean yeah most of my productions i've done the everything on i haven't even had an actor you know like a lot of my pieces don't include actors so i am able to shoot um and edit and do everything by myself so that's kind of nice that i knew how i know how to do that um so i can still do stuff like that but now, when, you, when you're working on these kind of things, having to do everything, does it kind of get you into um, almost like a control kind of like you need, like you need to know that things are being recorded? Like if you say you introduce someone else to help you out, like do you find it harder to like kind of give them Yeah, actually, I might, my, um, so yeah, that Bound by Spring was my capstone and I, I did want like a crew and actors and stuff and I hadn't really worked as a director by my, not by myself, um, but I, I hadn't really worked with like a crew as the director before. So um, that was a big learning curve for me. So I did feel that I wanted that sense of control over everything. But at the end of the day, you kind of just gotta delegate to other people, especially when it is a production of that size. It wasn't a big production by any means, but um, I did find that I, had to step back and let people do what they needed to do so that I could get other stuff done. Otherwise nothing would have gotten done, you know? So, um, a big part that I did want to make sure was getting done correctly was the cinematography because that is, that's it. That's the bread and butter. <laughs> so, um, I had two assistant cinematographers, uh, Matthew Hens and Hunter Barden and 
they were great about working with me because I'd always be hovering over them <laughs> on the camera and be like, how does this look? Like, I mean, I mean, that's how it is, you know, like, yeah. especially working in, in this kind of um, experimental realm, you know, it's just, it's one of the things you got to like, I mean, I remember working on some projects together when we had to do like uh, some team projects. It was, a, it was always a little scary, you know, uh, just letting someone in, you know, I think that's what it is really. Yeah, right. It's like, I, would, I would say there's like a lot of passion in your pieces too, you know, there's a lot of, it's like, you know, it's art, you know, it's art, you know, it's right. hard to let yeah. people in and kind of help you translate what you're trying to say. Yeah. I know sometimes I don't even feel like I understand <laughs> But that's the thing, you know, I feel like whenever I'm brainstorming or whatever, I have like an idea or like if there's like something I want to talk about, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't even know how I'm going to do this. Yeah, exactly. And you, you shoot some stuff. I mean, that's, that's how I, I find it. You know, I just go out. I like to just shoot some stuff and I'm like, I let that kind of inspire me. Yeah. To, yeah I mean, that's, sure. that's just how it sometimes it is you go out there and you just start shooting stuff and you get ideas from, I mean, that's why I always tell a lot of indie, indie filmmakers, you know, especially yeah. uh, people either graduating or in school, you know, learning, just take your camera, you got a camera, just go shoot stuff. Even yep. if you don't use it. I mean, I know it was something that um, Phil used to talk to us about. Phil Hastings, our professor from uh, Fredonia. Um, mm-hmm. We both went to the same school <laughs> and took a lot of the same classes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, and again, I had the pleasure to watch a lot of your pieces and I was, you know, it's just nice seeing, you know, it's just awesome seeing people's growth. I mean, there's so many other s- students that, you know, I, I started the class out with and we were like near the end of my senior year, seeing their like senior capstones or just pieces they were doing like two years from when we started. It's just crazy. Yeah. The growth yeah. artists make, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like I grew a lot in my my four years there. Like, I didn't ever think I would do a narrative piece um, for my capstone. You know, I thought maybe I would just do another completely experimental piece, but I was experimental. It was awesome. Like, I just, I was blown away with that one. That was like, you you could see all the hard work that you've done over the years, like compiled into one thing. And I was like, wow. I was blown away. I was a little jealous because I was like, wow, this is your senior caps. I was like, wow. <laughs> I, know. I know. Yeah. And like, I, I really, I give a lot of, um, not credit to, I, I'm really thankful to Phil because he let me work for two semesters on that instead of just doing one semester. He let me do that for two semesters. So I think that's why I was able to flesh it out as much as it was. Oh, yeah. And it, it, what I've also learned, is just like, you know, the longer you kind of take it's it stinks. The longer you take though, it's, it helps develop the developing process. Yeah. You, know, you, you get to think things a little more through, you can shoot and try. That's why I always tell people don't rush into projects or like, just because you finish a pro- I I think that was one thing, Phil, I, I, I'm understanding now that Phil mm-hmm. told us and it was just shoot stuff. Like, you know, like I was saying, just shoot stuff or like, you know, the project's done, but you can keep going. And I was like, yeah. come on, man, I finished. This is done. Yeah. But like now I, I understand I'm, I'm watching yeah. my old stuff and I'm like, <laughs> I could have done all like, it, it just makes sense. You're like, I, you're always going to learn something new. You're, you're, you're ever growing and you're just like, wow, I could have done this a lot differently. Right. Yeah. I must've done like 20 different rough cuts. Like, and they're all just a little bit different. Like he, I would send it to him and he'd be like, you got to tweak this and this and this. And I'm like, I did this 
last time. That's filmmaking. I mean, I know, right? It's filmmaking. I feel like you, yeah. you'll have the final project. I mean, I always see this picture floating around online. It's like a picture. It's like, oh, this is the final dot, like, yeah. MLB. This yeah. is, a, seriously, this is the final. I mean, there's so many times I've written final. I'm like, all right, yeah. this is like, this is the second final too, you know? It's like. Yeah, yeah and then never, you end up capitalizing. It's never finished. Everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, going into that. So, like, what what's what got you into filmmaking? Like, what, um. What was like, what started your passion? When I was in ninth grade, I took a career aptitude test that told me I would be a good cinematographer. And I was like, I like being creative. I like doing stuff like that. And I, I didn't know anything about filmmaking and I never did any filmmaking in high school. And I didn't even have a camera in high school. So when I went to college, I literally knew nothing and I'm surprised I even still wanted to go to college for film not knowing anything but I came in and Phil took me under his wing right away and was like oh you know or you don't know anything I'm gonna mold you into like the kind of filmmaker that I was like yeah so um I'm really glad I stuck with it because I've ended up loving it and knowing that that's what I want to do so um yeah and it's also good to have that some sort of mentor you know even if like regardless of like your professor stuff but like phil was there to actually like you know take you on i i like i realized you know that was the one thing i like i loved about his classes he was always like you know when he saw people who were like really trying to push themselves he would you know really he would help them out and give them good feedback and like yeah really push them to be the best filmmaker they could be and I I really did appreciate that you know doing that in class yeah yeah for sure I I really appreciate the fact that he spent as much time with me as he did because I don't think I would be where I am without him so yeah yeah that's another thing I feel like people I was gonna say shout out to Phil (laughs) but it's like another thing I want to talk about with you I feel like the whole like filmmaking you know a lot of people think oh the director you know they were just one day they're like, you know what, I'm going to be a director. And they kind of are just like, I'm a director or like a filmmaker, you know, they started picking it up and doing it, but there's a lot of work that goes yeah. into it. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of it isn't seen as work, but it is, you know, like mm-hmm. whether you're sitting out there for days, just shooting stuff. Right. Yeah. And bringing it back and editing it. And especially when you're the one man band doing it all and you're just like yeah. checking yeah, locations like, out. Yeah. Yeah. Like at most, I think, we had six people on crew at one point, like, and that was like the most we had. Like, you know, that's a small crew. But that's a small crew. We, I was gonna say, we, well, was this your big with um, uh, Bound by Spring? Was that yeah, with bigger Bound project? Was yeah. that your biggest? Yeah, crew? that was my biggest crew that I ever managed. So, like, and usually we would just have like the two assistant cinematographers, and like he, one of them would be doing a sound or gaffing or something like that um everyone was doing you know it's just yeah like like we just have usually like two or three people but at most we'd have six people and like yeah but two or three people like we were able to manage because because i had planned so meticulously beforehand so we Mm -hmm. were able to get it done with the people that we had so that was good so planning is definitely huge yeah and it just goes to show, you know, like it doesn't matter what kind of crew you have, you can still pull. I mean, you can you can pull off some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. With the right, I mean, they were they were so good about like just working 
they they knew what they needed to do and they had never i don't think they had ever worked on like a an actual set before you know so i was very proud of them they did a great job that's good i mean that's a that's a hard thing to come by you know especially in the indie kind of circuit it's either like low pay or like no pay you know like i got you pizza you know i mean especially in college i mean the one thing with yeah the one thing with college though it's like oh i mean i mean there's so many projects i mean people get it it's a lot of like a lot that's why you need to find people who are passionate about it and yeah you know i mean that's what peter and uh des and i did we just it was the three of us we were like all right we're all here to make some some movies so let's just keep making them you know like i'm yeah. not doing anything today right um, but that's a big thing you know it's like it's hard especially when you're on the independent kind of uh, spectrum of things um especially if you don't have the funds you know yeah you got to figure out how you know if you're not if you, you know if you, you got a crowd fund you got to think about all right now you got to come up with different um tiers and stuff because they get people to come you know spreading out you know just yep. get money saving money you know i know a lot of people who i'm friends with they save up money and they, they you know shoot a movie um and you i mean and it's like hard because everyone's like oh how much is it to make a movie and what it's like you can make a movie off of zero dollars, but you could also. Make, yeah, I had know. no budget. <laughs> no I mean, there's budget. a lot of people I've I've seen. You know, it's really the equipment. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's the equipment, and even mm-hmm. in that, it's like as long as you know what you're doing and you're able to make something. I mean, that's another. That's why. That's why I love film. You know, it's like. Yeah. Really, the only person stopping you from making it is yourself. You know. You yeah. Know, you just, exactly. Yeah. Just go out. You really just gotta go out there and start shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just, you got to figure out what you want to shoot. And even sometimes if you don't, you just got to plan it out. But what, what's yeah. your, um, like, uh, brainstorming like process? What's, what's like, what goes into the creative process when you think of ideas? Um, so I had that, um, so let's like use Bombay Spring for an example. So that was the one that I put the most thought into. Like before when I was doing those other projects, I literally would go out and shoot. And then editing was where the process came together. And I'd be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. When I figure out um, my editing process, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do something like this. And usually it would be, fulfilling project requirements you know so um but i i'd usually come up with my idea in the editing process which isn't always the best way to do things so when i was doing bound by spring i was like okay i really gotta like sit down and write out a bunch of stuff so i started writing the script and the original script had dialogue in it and then obviously the end result did not have dialogue so um i went through like three different versions of a script before I finally settled on the one that didn't have dialogue. So it was just an action script. Um, And I knew that it had to be like the way that I wanted it to be. And I didn't want to compromise at all. And I wanted it to be what I had in my head. And I, you know, I, it had to, yeah, had to be. Like, it had to be it, you know, so, it's, your, it's your baby, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. You know, the biggest thing I think is taking criticism, especially in a class kind of at like setting when you're, the, the professor's like, all right, what are your thoughts, guys? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't want to hear one thing from any of you, but you know, it's yeah. like, you got you to hear it, you know, because yeah. a lot of people see things you don't see because you, again, you're staring at the screen, especially when you're when man banning it, 
you're the yep. only one staring at it. I mean, I've been there sitting in the lab, just like editing on my computer. And I'm just yeah. like, please, someone else watch this. I need to know what they think. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then I ended up on that, that action script. And then I was like, all right, now I need actors. So then I posted on the Buffalo Niagara film page and I was like, Hey, I need actors for no pay. Um, so with those kind of, to, not to uh, stop your thought, but with those kind of, um, forum i guess what was a facebook page you said yeah are there a lot of people on there that like are willing to do this kind of work yeah i i think so i mean i got a lot of responses i actually um so the the female character um um i actually got her from the dance program at fredonia so she Mm -hmm. auditioned and that was great and i and phil had suggested that i get a dancer for that role because um dancers know how to express with their bodies and mm-hmm. Tina did um, because she couldn't talk because there's no dialogue. So she had to express with her body. And I think she did a great job doing that with her expressions and everything. But then the older man character, um, yeah, I posted on the Buffalo page, the Syracuse page and maybe the Binghamton page. I can't remember. Um, but I had, several men reach out to me and be like, Hey, I'm interested in auditioning. And they drove all the way to Fredonia. And I was going to say, you shot that in Fredonia, right? Yeah. They sat in the the studio with me and they, um, (laughs) went through the, the actions that I had given them. Cause again, how do you audition with no dialogue? I know. I I mean, that's, (laughs) you also got to see if you like the, like, you know, like you see what you see on screen. So that was mostly like camera tests with them. And I'd be like, okay, show me, what you would look like after your daughter did something you didn't like, you know, like, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, they have this facial expression, like, yeah, you, so you're telling me people from Syracuse came all the way from Fredonia. How far is well, that? Like? Not Syracuse. I think the, I don't, I don't think anybody from the Syracuse page got back to me, but the Buffalo page definitely. And the farthest that someone drove in was from Medina. And that's like, an hour and a half away from. Oh, okay. So, I mean, even though I mean that's yeah. crazy that people there are people like that interested, like yeah, like excited there were enough two, to come out to you. Yeah, there were two guys I know of that um, they came out and they're like, yeah, I'm retired and I'm not doing anything, <laughs> and I would love to be a part of this film. Oh and, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. So, you know, um, it was good that I needed that age bracket, I guess. Cause I yeah, got I mean, a lot of retired men. Well, that's the thing, you know, especially when you're at school, it's like, how many times are you going to see like these older, I mean, I hate, I hate to say it, but like these older characters that you write played by yeah. like a, a 18 year old kid. It's like, dude, this is, no, the, know, this, is this kid's dad. They're like the same age. <laughs> yeah. And I knew I could not have that. It would not have the same. And, and it's little things like that, that really like add to a film, you know, like between amateur, I feel, and just like professionalism. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's simple things like that. Right. Yeah. And I even like, <laughs> some people didn't even think his, his name is Mick, the actor. Some people mm-hmm. didn't even think he was old enough to be her father. Dad? What? <laughs> I mean, I I'm not saying him. anything. I mean, he, I, I, I didn't, that didn't bother me. I mean, he's like, I oh mean, yeah, this is, this is her dad. He does look young, but he's not that young you know like he's not as young yeah he's like a dad he's a dad (laughs) 
So I had to explain to a couple people, like, yeah, he's her dad. Oh, yeah, no, that's her dad. What do you mean? Like, how do you, like, no, it's her brother. (laughs) So, yeah. So maybe if I did have a budget, I would have gone out and found somebody that looked a little older, I guess. I don't know. but (laughs) Buy some age. (laughs) Age him up. I thought he did a great job, but yeah. (laughs) So. So what, what kind of, um, what was your process on that? Like, what was your, like, putting that together, that idea together? Um, so the idea for that, I actually. And for that, we're talking about her, her of course, her piece. Uh, <laughs> Bound, by Bound by Spring. It's basically all we've been talking about because it's one of my favorite. And I was, I was really trying not to do this, but I just, I want to know. I want to know. This is the one I put the most work into. So, um, yeah. So I, this is going to sound cliche, experimental film. I had a dream like a while ago that um, I had a dream that my father and I owned a brewery in the industrial era. I have no idea where it came from, but um, I got a lot of great imagery from that and I wrote it down I made sure to write it down and then when I was thinking about ideas for my capstone I was like oh I remember that (laughs) dream I had um that I think I could do a lot with um so it was gonna be a brewery at first and I was looking at the there's a abandoned brewery in Buffalo that I was looking at and I kept trying to contact the owner and he just wasn't getting back to me so um it finally came to like late August and I'm like, I got to start shooting. Like, (laughs) so uh, I was talking with Phil and he was like, well, doesn't your family make maple syrup? And I'm like, yeah, so we have some syrup (laughs) in the woods. And I was like, that would be great to film it because there's electricity there. We can plug in the lights and we can keep the fire going. It wouldn't be too cold. And then that cave that you see in the film, that Mm -hmm. is a cave on a farm in Sheldon, New York, on Perry Farms. So that was going to be my secondary brewery shooting location because that cave was used as a brewery during Prohibition. Now, when it comes to making like your uh, different films, um, what do you think some of the struggles uh, you face when you you come to make them? Um, so yeah, a lot of those earlier films that are on my YouTube, um, a lot of those were restricted by project guidelines. So I hadn't really made a lot of stuff just for myself, like in college, because I was working on projects. So, um, so that was a big struggle. I feel like I wasn't able to be as not as creative, but um, I think those projects were important in developing a foundation for um, the filmmaker I am now because I because I had to take so many different pathways to get to a final result with those projects um, that now I feel like I have a wider scope of how to do things. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when it came to my capstone, I was like, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's but a little it's freeing. It's also terrifying because I don't have any kind of guidelines. All I knew was I wanted it to be at least like 10, 15 minutes, and then I ended up being 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want it to 
show off my abilities that I've come through college with. Mm -hmm. So I think it did that. So that was good. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so yeah, but a lot of the struggles I faced were the, the, like we talked about the control thing. So mm -hmm. I didn't have complete control over it. I had mm -hmm. control over a lot of it, but not over all of it. Um, Especially when it came to the music, um, I don't know if you saw in the credits. There's three composers that I listed because they mm -hmm. were they were gonna. Work, I had three student composers that were gonna work on a score for me and then record it, and they weren't able to record it before coronavirus hit. So um, they all had to go home, and they so they wrote the score. And I would love to have them record it um, when they can, if they can. Um, but so what then, you're telling me is like the music that you have in there now isn't the final music or? Well, I mean, it is, but I would also like to maybe do a different version with their music mm -hmm. because they worked so hard on making that score oh, that yeah. I had to just let it go to waste. So the music that is in there is a guitarist from the UK that Phil knew. So, <laughs> um, Again, it's all about connections. I know, connections. I know. <laughs> Thank I you, owe, Phil. I owe a lot of things to Phil. Well, I mean. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he was great, and he worked with me a lot. And guitar wasn't really what I had envisioned. I wanted, like, violin and cello and stuff like that. But um, Now, I when it comes to things like that, when you, you see, like, like you said, some projects, you don't know what you're doing. It's like this, the real creation comes during the editing process. When things aren't really going your way and you're just like, I, I don't get, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I can get through this or make this into a product. What are, what are some things you do to like get yourself through that? Um, so yeah, when I was sitting alone editing, I would get very frustrated because it wouldn't be like, what I thought it should be. And I'm like, well, I need this, this, and this shot and I don't have it. And, you know, I, I would just have to step back and, um, do something else, you know, like just step away from it and do something else. Think about it, take a shower or something, come back to it. And with like fresh eyes, you know, that's a, mm -hmm. that's a big thing. That's something I learned freshman year taking the drawing class. Like, Okay, sometimes you oh, gotta yeah. step back and actually like walk look at away it and maybe make a few days, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. So I yeah, it wasn't like I was working on it every day because I would have burned myself out really quick. So oh, yeah. I mean, there were some days I've been working. I was working on projects in school, and it was just like, yeah, I can't look at this. Like I need to leave and like not yeah. come back to it for literally a day, and like I right. just would come back and be so still yeah. mad at myself and not know what to do. Yeah. And I did get very frustrated. Like when I, my first rough cut, I hated it. I was like, this is not what I wanted at all. And mm -hmm. I, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> I, thing though. I know like, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, if you hate your first rough cut, that's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you got progress coming. Yep. So yeah, I must've done like 20 after that, like just little tweaks here and there, mm -hmm. but still like 20 versions by the end of it um and yeah I just yeah I really did have to literally step away and it did take like feedback from I so I was in like 
I was the only capstone student, but we had like um, the independent study students looking at my capstone as well as I was going along and their feedback was invaluable. And um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I really needed feedback from people to tell me I wasn't crazy and that it, <laughs> that it was going somewhere and like, <laughs> It is good. It is good hearing people being like, oh, I see. Like, there's nothing better than someone saying, oh, I see what you did there. And you're like, yeah. you did. Thank you. Yeah. Thank like, you. I was so afraid people weren't going to understand what was going on because there's no dialogue. And like the different um, things that people have told me, like they thought it was about, like that is really cool to see as well. Like, you know, like most people get the basic story down and then they're like oh well this i thought about this when i was watching this part and i'm like mm -hmm. oh, that's so cool like yeah now, now kind of yeah. kind of jumping off of that with being in like the experimental realm um what how do you feel when people don't like you make something and people might not see what you were trying to say like what are what are some things like how does that make you feel yeah like that was something i struggled with like freshman and sophomore year I'd make something and then show my parents and they wouldn't get it <laughs> you know they're like oh what is this <laughs> um so you, you you did what yeah what you're doing at school all right I mean hey this is hey, what you're my happy you're happy you got um, A's so <laughs> you know so it does like I don't like explaining a lot because I do like when people put their own interpretations on stuff um but yeah, so it is, it is kind of frustrating, but that is partially why I wanted to do a narrative because I knew people would understand that better than if I just did a collection of images. Like, mm -hmm. And that's, and there's definitely, I mean, as much as I love experimental film, sometimes it is hard trying to express a message. I mean, yeah, there have been multiple films I like, I've been told, you know, by the, by the director or like the, the filmmaker, the, the message. And I just was, I was on, you know, feedback. I just, I don't see that message and that's like another thing I feel like a lot of filmmakers need to be open to you know sometimes you you might think you know it's it's speaking something but it might not you know it's it's hard yeah. you know art is a hard you know it's not meant to be perfectly translated right but, you know my whole thing is I, I just love when people feel something from some like something I make you yeah know? and yeah. Um, definitely one of my biggest struggles is trying to get the message across and also leaving it open for interpretation because i feel like that's just like a big part of art you know mm -hmm. um the ambiguity of things you know not too amb like not not too um like out there but like enough where it keeps people thinking yeah yeah i think that's a huge part of why art is so important is because people can put their own interpretations on it and that is when art is the best you know, is when it has many interpretations to me anyways and i i think that's a a huge part of um, getting ideas out there and letting everyone see so that they can put their own interpretations on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially with filmmaking. I mean, it's such a it's such a amazing medium to work mm -hmm. in, especially when it comes to these more experimental. I would I want I wouldn't say they're more focused on art because I, I mean, films, film, film is art, I believe, yeah. like, you know, narrative is great, but there's definitely something about experimental films where it's not just blatant you know dialogue coverage you know there's some artsy thinking behind it 
behind it, you know, creative breakdowns and you know what, let's get, you know, let's be creative with it. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing more powerful than that, than I think than have like seeing an artful or like an artful, I don't know that's the word to use, but um, I guess a creative filmmaker or just like the artistic creative process of, you know, that going into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If that any of that actually made sense, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> well, Susan, it was a pleasure having you on today. Yes, thank um, you. It was great having... talking about all your endeavors and experiences. Yes. Um, you got any final words you want to share with anybody, everybody? Um, keep being creative, even when you feel like you can't. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you always gotta <laughs> you got to do it though. You got to you got to yeah. break through it. Yep. Um, and where can, where can we find some of your work? You mentioned YouTube, you got your YouTube channel, which I'll link. Yeah, that's, that's about it. Cause I don't pay for, <laughs> don't, don't pay for Vimeo. So. Don't go on Vimeo. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a whole nother, whole nother topic Vimeo yeah. versus YouTube. I mean, yeah. it's like, if you're not on Vimeo, you're not legit, you know, but know. YouTube, it's, it's, it's a whole. Eventually, eventually I'll pay for Vimeo. Yeah. Right now, I mean, everything's on YouTube. Everything's so. on YouTube. Check it out. Yeah. Um, I'll have that below um definitely check out bound by spring her newest and most recent piece blew me away she also got a bunch of other stuff on there check that out um and uh we'll see you next time on the indie spotlight see you guys